Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. A sliver of silver moon hanging over the western hills. The quail are settling down for the night. Little bedtime conversations, barely audible from beneath the Mormon tea bushes. I had a strange encounter the other day. Left me feeling real bad for a while. I was driving in this big red-tailed hawk was swooping up from catching its dinner, a cottontail bunny. But the hawk was so low over the road that I had to stop to avoid hitting it. And the commotion, unfortunately, caused the hawk to drop the little rabbit, and I just felt like hell for everyone involved. The hawk likely went hungry, the rabbit likely died anyway. And as I was just at that moment driving away from home, it occurred to me that the red tail was almost certainly one of the pair that lives in a rare tall tree behind the radio studio. A couple of years ago, last spring, the spring before, they all run together these past few years. I saved one of their youngsters who landed hard on his first attempt at flying down from that big tree. It was dazed, uh, standing around the patio, and very quickly the ravens were on the roof, ready to kill it. How those ravens annoy the red tails. So I stayed out there with that Bigfoot young hawk for a number of hours. Running off the ravens whenever they came back. Eventually the young red tail got its wits again and perched on the bench with me for a while. Every time it got close, I'd move to the other end of the patio. Just a way of saying, I'm not your mother, buddy. Well, then I found a haven within a big tangle of salt bush beneath that tree. And a couple of days later, I saw it flying with his parents, doing all right. The cottontail, I realized, was most likely one of the many springtime bunnies that had quickly grown up as rabbits do, and the relatively protected refuge here, as the old fence keeps the coyotes out most of the time. Although they do like to gather and sing in the open desert just beyond the chain link. 
I bet it rattles those rabbits something awful. But they have carefree moments. Especially when they're young, like all of us, I guess. Sometimes I'll just stand out there on a springtime evening watching three or four of them. Each one about the size of a street taco, just having the most fun they'll ever have. Leaping over each other, chasing each other around. Surrounded by the fresh green shoots that'll shortly become weird weeds full of thorns and allergens. The primary weakness of a good moral cause is the people who support it. Our universal desire for happiness is a constant war with our universal urge to read the news. The more history you know, the less you're surprised by anything. Lifelong politicians always want your votes and your money so they can finally do that thing they've never done before. pickup truck has two doors. Anything else is a sedan. Democracy is the only form of government where the leaders swear they've got no control over their own actions. is the only form of government where everybody has to take responsibility for their actions. Never try to upload a large file after school gets out. of an animal's grief. Throw out any clothes you'd be ashamed to drop dead in. And when you need her most... Remember that St. Minerva is there for you, more or less. Blessed St. Minerva, Queen of the Desert.
patron saint of people who should know better, blessed receiver of the Saturday morning plea for mercy. Defender of the desert rats. Protector of the chronic campers. a bad rap this town there are a lot of fly-by-night operators coming around here now I mean a couple of evenings ago I walked out of La Palapa and a private jet misses my head by about a foot and a half a private jet landing at the Yucca Valley airstrip you see a lot of sketchy people driving around in cars that are too clean, too. Now, we only got a car wash around here a year or two back. But they don't even do the insides. Now, there used to be one when I did the insides, but it was never open for more than a few weeks at a time. Consistently under new management checkered flag auto salon, something like that. That old steel building is still there. I think it's a hot yoga studio now. Or a boutique, a place to get your costume for the weekend. You know, a Stevie Nicks dress, maybe a bola tie. Vintage hiking boots, some peacock feathers for your hat, etc. But this new one, this new car wash, it's one of those robot setups. A little more deluxe than the one over at the AMPM. But you do have to do your own vacuuming, bring your own armor all, some shop towels, some chamois. But it's never as good as the professionals do down in Cathedral City. And it's all useless anyway, because what are you going to do? Put carpeting on the dirt drive up to the house? The problem around here is not just the dust and the sand. It's these tiny rocks and small boulders you track into your vehicle. And good luck if you've got a dog. It's bad enough how the dog leaves half its hair on the passenger seat every time you go for a ten-minute trip through the drive-thru. To get the roll taco special for yourself and a carne asada burrito for your canine companion. 
But all the sand and the decomposed granite and the sundry other road construction materials a dog manages to bring into the car just jumping in and out. It defies gravity. It defies physics. So you know when somebody pulls up outside your place on a Saturday morning in a late model Lexus with shiny tires... You know they're up to no good. The Mormons never jump the fence, I'll give them that. The slick characters are all over town now, knocking on doors, bearing business cards. Ma'am, would you like to be freed from the aggravation of home ownership, all cash, right now? We can drive you over to the Wells Fargo and print out a banker's check. Why, you can take it over to the Walmart and they legally have no choice but to give you the money right then and there. Even if they have to walk up and down till they find an open checkout line to rate for $10 bills. And you can trust me, ma'am, this will be more money than you've ever seen or even heard about. What are you going to do with so much house, anyway? Here in your 87th year. And forgive me for knowing that. I just happened to look it up. On the title to the house. Down at the courthouse in San Bernardino, of course. See what we're going to do, we, my associates and I, over in Beaumont, what we're going to do all the work for you. No need to paint, no need to upgrade those appliances, no need for a five-room, high-efficiency, mini-split system. None of that is your problem anymore, ma'am. We'll do the remodeling. We'll get rid of the mold problem, bring in somebody to zap the rats under the roof. And just think about the life you have ahead. You could move to Florida, live in a brand new condo tower looking down at the beach. Boy, you'll sure see those hurricanes when they're coming. It's a beautiful sight, I'm told. I got a ex-great-grandmother out there in Boca Raton myself. So they get her out and they do a two-week remodel. Uh, maybe they turn around and sell it for 200 grand more than they paid the original owner, who moved in with her late husband in July of 1980, first street in town with natural gas. Or maybe they turned it into a party weekend rental for bachelorette celebrations. Private catering, always available with advance notice. Or those divorce parties, which is the kind of party most people have these days if they have parties. The younger people are too scared to get married. And the middle-aged people never figured out how to make it work.
So people give it a hard time, the Yucca Valley scene such as it is. But there's an old high desert town here, too. Little bits of it, anyway. There's still a swap meet with a breakfast diner inside. Red plastic Helvetica letters on the menu board. There's still a builder's supply and a used tire shop, even if inflation has pushed those threadbare radials up to $35 per. There's still a bar or two where tourists are scared to go and the ex-marine doorman breaks up a couple of fights a night. And there's a lady with a flaming red version of that hair metal style from about 1989. And she sort of ship deck lurches around the pool table. There's still a diner on the highway with a protein plate on the menu, cottage cheese and all, and the owner calls you honey even when you linger too long. When the quiet post-lunch hour fades into the senior special dinner crowd. What's in it this evening? Roast turkey with all the trimmings? So what if it's almost summer? Iced tea for the included beverage, please. And don't forget the lemon slice. Need my vitamin C. Nothing ever changes completely. It's just a long, slow slog that occasionally gets a little frantic. Even if most of the pieces aren't moving at all. Come August, it'll be 110 and the crowds will be thin. And it's just you and me and the rattlesnakes in the shade of the recycling bin. A scorpion skittering across the kitchen floor while you're perched under the swamp cooler vent. Reading a book by yourself. Cold sweat running down the sides of the beer bottle. Get thee to a desert place, so said the Lord Jesus so long ago. And you sure did. This is... Desert Oracle Radio. With Soundscapes by Red Blue Black Silver. Let's try to open up the Desert Oracle mailbag here and hopefully I won't be crushed. Like one of those hoarders in their self-storage unit. Uh, Dear Desert Oracle, I'm not going to bury the lead here. I saw something the other night, something in the night sky over Los Angeles. And of course I left my phone upstairs in my apartment. In fact, for some unknown reason, before heading downstairs to take the dogs out that night... 
I had a loud and persuasive thought. Don't bring your phone outside. Why do you always have to have your phone with you? So for possibly the first time ever, I took the dogs out without my phone. I wore a headlamp instead, you know, for nighttime dog-related purposes. It can be quite dark in the 10-foot space between my apartment building and the next one. This glorified dog run opens up to a decent patch of sky. I've made it a habit these last six years to spend a few seconds or minutes every night looking up. Not really looking at anything in particular, I just look, take in the five or six stars bright enough to punch through the haze. Well, it finally happened. And if I had not been staring straight up into that tiny patch of night sky, I would have never noticed it. Flying in a straight line, it entered my field of view. Low, slow, and silent. It was a craft of some sort, V-shaped. His body was dark, but somehow took on the color of the sky behind it. But what really stood out were seven, or nine, cream-colored nodes on its underside. These nodes could perhaps have been lights, but if they were, they were not illuminated. This thing was flying in dark mode. I was so overtaken, and it was moving so slowly, then I remembered I was wearing that headlamp. So, aiming my face at the craft, I turned on the light, and the nodes reflected back ever so slightly. It did not slow down or speed up or change course or send me a message as I was hoping, but at least I confirmed I wasn't hallucinating. Four or five hundred feet up, moving in a straight line southwest to northeast over Highland Park. It wasn't a plane, helicopter, drone, meteorite, birds, or Starlink launch. I've seen all these things with my own eyes, and this was something else entirely. Strangely enough, nearly 40 years ago, my parents witnessed the infamous Hudson Valley UFO while driving home one night. They pulled over and cut the engine, another silent V-shaped craft. My parents were both pilots at the time, and my dad was a pilot instructor. They still say they have no idea how a craft that big could fly that slow, that low, all the while producing no discernible sound. But I have seen the very same craft 40 years later on the other side of the country. Whatever it was, I can safely say to you now, I cannot explain it. Signed, Ellis in L.A. Well, thanks for sending this, Ellis. These are strange experiences, and it really doesn't matter what anyone else has to say about it. The effect it has on a person is generally deep and lasting. And the more comfortable you are with some mystery in life, 
unless you'll try to fit it into some mental box learned from the TV or the church or the UFO chat room or a New Age book. When my eldest son was still very young, maybe seven years old, he was outside riding around on his bicycle on the dirt road in the twilight. He described what he saw, and he drew a picture of it that I still have all these years later. It was dark gray in color, and it had the shape of an isosceles triangle or a carpenter's square. Dimly lit circles in a line on either side, and it passed low over the foothills east to west. Silent, eerie, the usual terms people use when they find themselves underneath one of these phantoms. What tends to lock these memories in our mind is a preceding event, a hunch, a portent. For him, it was the appearance of a large, glittering green beetle on his index finger. He lifted up his finger to take a look. And the thing in the sky was right there. Isaacs and across the great Mojave wilderness, this is Desert Oracle Radio, and I'm your host, Ken Lane. With soundscapes composed and performed by our own Red Blue Black Silver. Broadcasting on Friday nights at 10 p.m. from our base station in Joshua Tree. And at various times across the Southwest and beyond on good community stations. But let's not be too precious about it. I know most of you listen on your phone device. The $1,000 evolution of the $10 portable radio. If you happen to be listening to the podcast preview of tonight's show, listen, friends, we are doing a very rare high desert public appearance, May 13, out at my favorite bar and grill, the Palms Restaurant in Wonder Valley, Friday the 13th. We would not have it any other way. 10 p.m. on the outdoor stage. This the... I don't even know what these letters mean. A-S-E-D-R Festival. About two dozen musical performances... including Red, Blue, Black, Silver live on stage with me. And probably a bunch of old radios or whatever we drag up there. Car batteries, spotlights. You can find us online at desertoracle.com. Five years of radio shows, a couple of things for sale. You can support the show however you like. For instance, you can pick up the Desert Oracle Volume 1 paperback at bookstores everywhere. We are anxiously awaiting those royalty checks. Uh, They should be here about 2027. 
Sleep tight. Don't let the centipedes bite. Uh, Good night from the voice of the desert.